Welcome to Un Uninformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Each week, Un Uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel so dumb around your smart friends. This week, we're talking to Christy Seavey. That's right, she's a fellow Seavey. But I didn't meet Christy at a family reunion. In fact, I didn't know her until I met her at an event called Peak 100, which is an event that featured the top 100 entrepreneurs in Utah, and she is one of them. Christy is a co-founder of a company called Fuseplay, which makes hackable toys that teach kids how stuff works. I would have loved this when I was a kid. I mean, I took I took uh, phones apart, I took CD players apart, the VHS apart, and now I'm an engineer. And I turned out, but I still could have used more toys that catered to aspiring science nerds. Christy Seavey, welcome to Un Uninformed. I'm happy to be here, thank you. Okay, so give me the background of Fuseplay. How did it all start? Fuseplay. So um, I was a stay-at-home mom for eight and a half years. I have a background in marriage family therapy and cool. piano pedagogy, but had really just been doing the mom thing. I was mom and hard. Yeah, mom and hard. <laughs> mom and hard. And um, my oldest daughter, Kinsey, she was probably about eight um, when kind of this whole thing with Fuse Play happened. And she uh, she's always been really inquisitive. And from the time she was about six years old, I noticed her inquisitive nature. What really piqued my recognition of her unique mind and the question she was asking, uh, one night we were sitting and talking about um, her grandpa, my dad, and he had just been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, so we're sitting on our couch. It's about 6 o'clock at night. It's getting close to bedtime. And I think around that time, kids, you know, they, like, do little tricks to try to stay up late. And so usually what she would do is sit there and, like, ask me questions. Um, but the questions that night revolving around uh, her grandpa were a little bit more intense. And I think what started as just a simple little game to her to stay up late turned into um, actually something she was really interested in. And her questions started with uh, cells and how cells grow how cancer grows how it mutates like how that gene gets turned on what, what? yeah like... i mean it was yeah questions you would get asked in like a college <laughs> course yes i okay i was getting out my phone googling the answers because i did not know the answers to because her questions piano pedagogy and and family um family therapy wasn't didn't help you out on this not my forte <laughs> and so um so yeah, so at the end of our conversation, we ended up talking for about an hour, and she said to me, she goes, Mommy, heat, heat kills things, right? And I said, yeah, not quite sure where she was going with it. And she said, can't the doctors find a way to put heat into Grandpa's body to kill his cancer? And I had to sit there for a second, and I was like, thought to myself, that's radiation. Oh wow! Like kapow, she's six. Like who who asks who thinks of that? Holy you know? smokes! Wow. And her questions just grew from there about everything related to STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And so, um, yeah, cue up about a year and a half ago now. She's eight years old. She's asking questions that once again I just I have no answer to. Coding, robotics, electronics, <laughs> I have no clue. And so um, just trying to be a good mom, I, I start purchasing products to bring into my home. 
LittleBits, Osmo, Ozobot, Dashdot, you name it, I bought it. Um, Code.org, I've, I've used it. And um, I was frustrated though because a lot of the products that I brought into my home were really high level and they were intimidating to me. Somebody who doesn't have a background in technology, just an ordinary mom. And, um, or that on the flip side, uh, the products were so dumbed down that they weren't helpful. They were like Goldie Blocks. Goldie Blocks, do you know what Goldie Blocks is? No, these are all new to me, by the way, because like I said, CD players, VCRs, that's yeah. what I had. Okay, <laughs> all right, so which, I don't know, maybe that's better. Um, so Goldie Blocks is kind of, it's like a Barbie doll, but it's not a Barbie doll. And it comes with a paracord, paracord that you're supposed to make a zip line with. It's like becoming an engineer. Okay. Promoting engineering with like Barbie, right? And so I was like, I, I, that was one of actually the first things that I bought her when she was probably seven. Um, and it's like this little like one yard long, you know, paracord. It, it, it wasn't enough. They were boring. Products didn't teach her skills um, that she needed to know. And so, um, yeah, there was a gap. There was a huge gap. Stuff was either really high level and intimidating or so dumbed down that it wasn't educational. And I needed something in the middle that I could understand and, and learn alongside her. Yeah, I was frustrated. And my brother, Kyle, who is my co-founder and partner in Fuse, he was over one night and I was just kind of venting to him my frustrations. And he's an entrepreneur. And so if anybody who knows an entrepreneur knows that when an entrepreneur sees a problem, they see an opportunity. Right. And so he's like, Christy, like you should do something about this. And, um, and I was like, ah, just be quiet. Let me vent, like go home. <laughs> and he's like, no, seriously, like you should do something about this. Like do, you need to do some research and see, see about this, like see if there's anything there. And so, um, he went home and that week I couldn't get it off my mind, started doing research and called him a week later and he had ended up doing like independent research and it was just kind of this serendipitous moment that it was like, yes, we're going to do this. And yeah, the research sealed the deal. So what did you do? What did you, what do you invent? (laughs) Yeah. So we invented, um, Zuby Flyer. Zuby Flyer. Zuby Flyer. And Zuby Flyer is a hackable Frisbee that teaches coding. Cool. Yeah. So it's a Frisbee. You can throw it. You can play with it. It's meant to be taken outside. Um, the name Fuse uh, the, is because I wanted to create a company that fused the intangible learning that you get online. You think like learning code online, playing Minecraft, all the games that you're playing online. Right. I wanted to fuse that with like the real world, with playing outside and physical activity and just just kind of fusing those two worlds together. Oh, cool. And, and yeah. I'm actually concerned like that millennials are like, even if they are learning how to use technology, that they're like not getting dirty outside. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, and even so, my background, believe it or not, in marriage family therapy does help. I did take some child development classes. Yeah. And um, something that I've tried to bring into my parenting is uh, the three basics, which is balls, books, and blocks, which all goes back to tactile learning that is crucial for kids um, to develop cognitive abilities that you know, contribute to later success. And so... The, so blocks is like Legos. Yeah. It's just, and well, and it's, reading yeah, to it's just your building. Okay, like, it's yeah. touching. It's just, it's being able to to physically, tangibly play and manipulate an object. A Frisbee, like, you're, it's, it's, it's that whole just outdoor con- disconnecting from the online world kind yeah. of idea and thinking. Well, that's cool. I, yeah. I actually didn't know about balls, books, and books and yeah, blocks. Yeah, three Bs. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Okay. And all when I'm a parent someday, I'll try remember to remember it. all these things. Take yeah. a note. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, keep going. Okay, and so um, 
And so, yeah, so that's, so I, we just, we wanted to create Zuby Flyers, something that they could disconnect uh, and bring in the real world. So that's how we came up with the Frisbee. And um, inside of the Frisbee, you can snap a PCB. So we like to say... Printed circuit board. Yeah, printed circuit board, which is basically just a bunch of plastic and metal that can do really cool stuff. Yeah, like a microchip, right? It's yeah. like a brain, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, so we like to say that Zuby Flyer is as easy as one, two, three, build, hack, play. So the first step, you build it, you just snap the Zuby Flyer together by snapping the printed circuit board or the PCB into the Frisbee. Um, the second step is hack, and you can um, push buttons uh, on the Frisbee that are connected to the PCB, um, or you can wave a magnet wand because there's magnetic re read switches that work just like the buttons. If oh, cool. Makes sense. Yeah. No, and these are all things okay. I've seen in electronics. Okay, um, cool. But, but like you said, it was higher level stuff. Higher level stuff. Um, but you've definitely simplified it because yeah. I, I. It's played... as easy as pushing buttons. And that's it's cool. as easy as pushing buttons and like looking at pretty lights. Um, but uh, yeah, and it had it comes with 13 games. So that's the the hack part is you're pushing the buttons and waving the magnet wand to hack into different games. So oh, cool. it comes pre-programmed with 13 games: Hot Potato, Memory, Simon Says, Telephone, Pong. If you remember. Oh, that Pong. Like okay, yeah. old school. Old school. Yeah, yeah, we tried to go more retro with it. Um, yeah, so there's 13 games that you can hack into, and then the last part, play, is just go outside and play. Okay. And um, but what's cool about it is that it is as simple as pushing buttons, and that's it. Um, but it's as complicated as which it really isn't that complicated. It's still simple, but connecting to your computer and um, learning real code. So wow. all of the code is open source. Everything is um, commented out very clearly. It's Arduino platform. Oh, I I play with Arduinos. Okay, cool. So this is so it's like Arduino. Yeah. Um, but but simpler because you you don't have to put the wires together or you no, kind of okay no so so we we tried to streamline this whole process for parents like myself where right. I don't want to have to be like connecting stuff I just I want to plug it into my computer and I want I want my kid to be able to code and so it really is as simple as connecting it to your computer we have um, we've spent a lot of time actually putting together an install package that comes with um, obviously Arduino and, and everything they need in that package to start coding Zuby Flyer. Okay. And then um, and then you pull, just pull up command line and all of the codes commented out for the games and you can very clearly see you know how to change the timing, how to change the lights, how to change the colors. So the so the, the code's already there. Yeah. And it says okay if you want the brightness to go up you change yeah. this number. You change this variable. If you yeah. want to change like I don't know would sensitivity be kind of thing. Yeah. Like so there's a there's also a. Um, yeah, there's a photo cell on there. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the photo cell, there's a photo cell which um, it detects light and it's connected to the buzzer and the lights. And then you have the buzzer, you have the lights, you have the read switches, so everything can be manipulated. So you can make it so, like, if this is what you do in the program, if lights are off, make sound. Yes, and right? that's what you said is like an if-then statement. Right, is, and that's yeah, very exactly. code yes, lingo yes. there. Yeah, and that's that's huge for cognitive development. Once again, for kids learning those if-thens, like that's crucial. Right. Yeah, of course. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Now, um, now you talk about uh, this starting from an idea from your daughter. So obviously, you feel like it's important that kids are involved with STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. Yeah. Yeah, why is it important that the kids yeah. are involved in STEM? So, well, okay, and I want to talk about 
you bring up STEM. I like yeah. to say STEAM. STEAM. Okay. I like to say STEAM. Let's introduce and STEAM. What's so, STEAM? Well, and STEAM just includes the arts. Um, and I like when I think about science, technology, engineering, and math. I and maybe you have a different viewpoint because you do have a background in engineering. So I don't know. <laughs> Let's this hear is, it. This is actually like a hot debate. Like, believe it or not, like parents are up in arms whether like they should be saying STEM versus STEAM, which is kind really? of silly. But yes. Okay. So, yeah. Let's hear um, it. But I think that the arts are an integral part of science, technology, engineering, and math, and so I like to include it. Um, you think even with engineering, like you're artistic and creative in everything that you do when you're designing and building. Even our CAD files for Zuby Flyer, there's so much creativity in the lines, and um, it's it's amazing to me. And uh, gosh, buildings, you think of science, um, language arts, communicating yeah. data, and so I, I like to include the arts. Arts and arts creativity they kind of go in to get it yeah. go together um i think it's important yeah um okay so with stem or steam um why is it important for like girls to get involved we've kind of talked about this before yeah let's talk about that yeah so um going back to when i first started that week i was doing research when my brother was like christy like you need to do some research like see if you want to get into this um the research I found on women in STEM and also girls in STEM is what sealed the deal for me. It's what pushed me over the edge. Um, I guess we can start high level. Right now, the United States ranks lower than 28 other countries for STEM learning, which right. is insane. If like the top jobs and innovations of today all requiring some level of technical ability, yeah. um, and our kid, the kids of today not being having the education they need in STEM, um, that's it's going to have a huge impact on our economy. Even I, I just saw LinkedIn, Forbes, and um, Business Insider just released the top jobs for like the next decade, and every single one of them has to do with a job that's in STEM. Oh, I believe it. And so it's just it's something that we need to get better at. But then you get deeper into the statistics. Um, women only comprise twenty four percent of all STEM fields combined. Now, now I can tell you about in my engineering field, yeah. I had. A class of like 120 people and there were like nine girls yeah. so there case in point yeah yeah there, there were there were not a lot of girls in yeah. engineering well and then you get into even um there's quite a few studies on young girls ages 8 to 12 um just showing that they are culturally pushed out of liking STEM and Kinsey, I hate to like, I hate to be that person that's like, oh, I'm a statistic, like I don't like that, <laughs> but but we kind of are. Um, Kinsey, it was all around the same time a year and a half ago, Kinsey um, had been coming home from school crying and um, huh. telling me that she'd been getting teased. And finally she started telling me about what she was getting teased about. And she was being teased for being good and liking math. So being good at like being good at and liking math. That's really? She, yeah, that's why she was getting made fun of. And so. it was kind of like, because that, that wasn't the girl stereotype. Yeah, girls are supposed to be into reading and arts and not STEM. Yeah. So... Um, interesting, because uh, dang it, you know, fast forward ten years, she'd be a lot cooler, you know. I know right? And and yeah. and I wonder what we can do to change that. And and uh, I guess uh, anything we could do to encourage the STEM field, the STEAM field, with things like what Fuseplay is doing. Yeah. Um, anything we do to to help that. That and and so, yeah. How do you connect Fuseplay to that problem? 
Yeah, so so one question that we get asked a lot uh, actually is why we don't just focus on girls. Why we don't? Because a lot of companies to help solve that problem, they focus just on girls. Yeah. There's girls who code. There's um, girls made. Co- there's tons of different just specific girl groups for STEM. Right. Um, and so at, at Fuse, though, we really believe in um, inclusivity and that we don't have, even though I think the girl thing just will naturally happen. I'm a female CEO, founder of the company. Um, I have three daughters. And so I think that people naturally gravitate towards the company that are girls because they that the story resonates with them. Yeah. And so I think that that is something that just because of the story, naturally we contribute to the community of, of bringing more girls into STEM. Um, but I really think that it's important and our entire team thinks it's important, um, to include boys as well. Like boys and girls need to learn how to work together and they need to learn how to support each other in all of their individual pursuits. And, um, so yeah, it's inclusivity is important to us. Yeah. And you are making being a nerd cool. Yeah. Um, boy or girl, and that, that's fantastic. Uh, I kind of have an entrepreneurship question that a lot of people ask, um, a lot of people have great ideas, um, and a lot of people want to come up with great businesses like this. But how do you go from great idea to great business? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I can honestly tell you, so when I first started this, I would get, there's always like naysayers, right? And sure. I would get comments from people like, oh, hope you have a backup plan. Um, or like, <laughs> well, that's ambitious. You know, kind of just snipe More power like to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and now that I've done a startup, um, those comments, although rude, I do have some truth. Like a startup is no joke. It's hard. And unless you have the skills and the background to execute and make it happen, most likely that's just like the dog eat dog world Like you're not going to be successful. And so um, I'm extremely lucky to have my brother with yeah. his background and expertise and mentorship. And I'm extremely lucky to have the women who have rallied around me and mentored me and helped me. Um, and, uh, I mean, but, but as far as executing from a great idea, the first thing really is research, which is what my brother said between the both of us, we've logged hundreds and hundreds of hours of research. Um, and I can tell you that within the first two to three months, man, I got deep in my research. I, I I knew everything about anything that had to do with STEM, that had to do with toys, smart toys that had to do with any market that might even be applicable to what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and that knowing what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. Like fully comprehending it and having that knowledge, um, I think is the first key. There's, there's, um, something in business called, uh, blue ocean market. And have you ever heard of that term? I've heard of blue skies. So help me out with blue ocean. So blue ocean is just, um, finding the ocean where there's no other boats. It's like that one idea that like you can be the first mover and it's, it's that big idea that's like your niche. It's your thing that nobody else is there. Right. And, um, and I think that doing that research, uh, between my brother and I product ideas changed drastically, um, from that initial idea, that initial great idea, it changed drastically just from the research we did and knowing where we could fit ourselves to, you know, be in that blue ocean to fit that market where, um, there weren't a lot of other boats. Um, and then after research, um, you start product development and that is a beast. Um, that takes a lot of time and we work with engineers like yourselves developing CAD files. And, um, um, one of the things Kyle and I worked on a lot together was the weight of the Frisbee. Are you an ultimate Frisbee player? Yeah. I mean, I'm not that good, but 
we were trying to start an ultimate frisbee club in high school. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So I guess like frisbee weight's a pretty big deal. Oh yeah, you yeah. have to have uh, ultimate players association approved disc. Now yeah. you weren't going for that though. No, right? but but with my brother being into ultimate frisbee, oh, like okay. he wanted to make sure that like it's a frisbee that you actually can go out and like throw. Like we want it was not the crappy ones you get no, from credit unions. No, no, it's a legit frisbee. <laughs> That's sweet. And so we actually spent quite a bit of time. We like super. My brother got out some super glue and super glued quarters. To the frisbee, to just like were you, did you ever do pine pinewood derby? derby? I knew it was coming. We did when you said quarters. I knew who you're talking about. Yeah, it, it, balancing the weight. Yeah, we've yeah. done all of that. So that's that was actually our first prototype. We uh, ordered the frisbee size that we wanted, and then we figured out the weight of the printed circuit board yeah. and the weight of the battery and like all of the different elements, and we started like you know super gluing quarters and pennies and dimes and nickels on there to. Um, to see it, to, to and then if it, it if it flies, it, it flies. Cool. Yeah. Well, and we we had like a, a a scale, and so yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you're you're a little engineer now. Look at you. <laughs> so. And and I think you know if uh, if uh, you with a very not engineering background can can become an engineer just look at all these kids that you know with this anyone uh, can be an engineer yeah. everyone's an engineer i think a lot of times you just don't realize it yeah you don't recognize it for what it is yeah so so in closing what um what do you hope to be the the effect on the the young generation of fuse play what what do you what's yeah. your what's your so ultimate we, hope yeah. So we have this totem and it sounds really simple at first. Um, to us, it's quite profound though. And you said it in the beginning, but we want to show kids how stuff works. And I think that that comes, it's, it's really simple. It's just, oh, we want to show kids how stuff works. Um, but if you think about it, uh, it's actually quite profound because most kids don't understand how the world around them works and even adults i would say yeah. like maybe even more adults don't understand sure. how it works than kids um like cell phones right yeah, no, people just yes. take that for granted that it that it works <laughs> and that was actually one of the first things uh when i started doing my research in the beginning i started researching about different technologies that existed and i was like blown away cause, and i was like <laughs> holy cow like this is a thing this is how siri works like yeah. i had no clue <laughs> yeah and I start, but that got me thinking um, about my daughters, and I started thinking about other kids and the implications of kids not understanding technology, not understanding how technology can manipulate, enhance, and create an entirely new reality. Yeah. Like, that's wild that kids don't understand that. Even take something as simple as Photoshop. Okay. And I guess that's sort of like the cliche example to use for girls and even guys, um, but just kids understanding not not just understanding oh photoshop can enhance an image and oh there's a beautiful model and you know this is how this looks and it's kind of this alternate reality that's created of course, that's unrealistic yeah. um but i don't think that's enough for kids like kids i think that kids need to understand more of the process they need to comprehend that better so that when they're seeing an image they're they're not like wondering oh has that been edited has that been this like they understand no this is but this has gone through a process to even be on a billboard this has gone through a process to be in a magazine i think kids kids need to know how their world works yeah. yeah even like snapchat i could go i could go on you think like <laughs> snapchat and instagram and different algorithms and different data that's being collected and um, which is amazing like facebook amazing. algorithms yeah. algorithms um 
It's almost artificial intelligence. It's really fantastic. Yeah, and it's fantastic. But kids, once again, people, adults, and kids not understanding that and the implications of that is bad. Instead of being manipulated by exactly. the technology, they have the upper hand in seeing you exactly. know, what it is. And using it for good. It's fantastic. And we like using the word hack. Hack. Because you, yeah. just, you just said using it for good, talking about the algorithms and different things like that. Yeah. A lot of people, they're like, oh, how could you use the word hack? That's such a negative word. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's white hackers and there's black hackers. And, and yeah, the good and the bad. Yeah. The malicious and helpful. Yeah. And that's what we want to create the next generation of of fantastic hackers that white can... White hat hackers. Yeah, yeah. white hat hackers that will make the world better. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So... This is bittersweet because I'm really happy for something new like this, but I'm just a little bitter that I didn't have this. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I, I'm just excited for the, the next generation um, and having more uh, STEM available to them in STEAM. And uh, I, I'm just so grateful for uh, what, what uh, uh, Fuseplay is able to contribute to that. Yeah, no, I think, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, you said in the beginning that you were a tinker when yeah. you were little. Oh, yeah. And taking apart, I don't know, whatever you were taking apart. Cell, or we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have cell phones back oh, then. No. Was it like... Uh, it, it was a landline phone that, okay, that landline I turned phone. into okay. a robot. Blenders. Kind of. Yeah. And all oh, yeah. Thing. Um, but Kyle was a tinker when he was little. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I played the piano and I tinkered on that, but not. I didn't tinker with um, technology or things like that, engineering. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I know that he has said so many times just what you said, where he has wished that he had a product like this when he was younger yep. because um, it would have changed a lot of things in his life. That's what he said. And I think that... Um, I think that it's awesome that more companies and communities are rallying together to bring STEAM to um, kids because it is something that is vital to their success in the future. And I think even their happiness is there's a lot of kids and girls specifically that are into it and um, not, not getting that STEM, I guess, education and fulfillment that they need. Chrissy Seavey, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thanks. So if you'd like to learn more about Fuse Play or purchase your own Zuby Flyer programmable Frisbee, visit FusePlay.io. That's F-U-Z-E-P-L-A-Y dot I-O. And we put that link in the show notes as well. Now, before you go, I'd like to tell you about a cause that I'm supporting right now. Now, if you listen to our podcast the end of last year, it was post-Christmas giving that episode. Um, you would have he heard about my four-year-old cousin, Archer Wagstaff, who's battled cancer twice in his young life. He recently completed his chemo treatments, and that's, that's good because he's happy not to deal with the issues of chemotherapy, but his family still faces the medical bills. So last week, the Wagstaff family started a fundraiser where people can support the family's medical expenses by buying a T-shirt. And I bought a t-shirt last week. And I encourage you to do the same if you'd like to support this, support this cause. So to participate in this campaign, go to the link which we posted in the show notes or on our website. Um, you'll see that the donations go straight to the family. So you'll see that it, um, you can pay Venmo directly to the family or with PayPal directly to the family. Um, and which is kind of cool because you don't have to worry about the 3% cut that... Uh, services like GoFundMe take. Did you know that? Like, GoFundMe is great because they promote your thing, but they 
take 3% out. Um, you'll see that this will go direct to the, directly to the family, and it's quite informal, um, but you'll be able to help them with uh, cancer treatments and all the expenses that come with it. So the shirts have uh, Archer's own handwritten artwork on it. Um, the shirts uh, appropriately say Archer, hero times two, and that times two that's referring to him battling cancer twice. So once again, go to the links posted on, in our show notes um, to learn more or to make a donation. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Dana Robb, for sharing the Facebook post from last week's episode on sex education in schools. Uh, so she encouraged her friends to listen to the podcast, and she said this in her post. She said, especially pay attention toward the end where Sean C.V. takes Carolina Allen's idea of having community mentors and, suge- and uh, suggests that maybe what's being done so far isn't the solution. Maybe there is a solution out there. And maybe we can work together. Let's have a conversation. Close quote. That's cool. Uh, thanks for posting, Dana. And, and if any of you listening would like a shout-out on the podcast, share a post of an episode you liked on Facebook. Our theme music is provided by Didi Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and you're listening to Un- Uninformed. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>